Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Missing Titanic subcrew believed to be dead after a catastrophic implosion. So it was an implosion. Oh my God. The Titanic bound submersible that went missing on Sunday with five people on board suffered a catastrophic implosion, killing everyone on board. Honestly, that's the best out of all the bad scenarios. Isn't it kind of sus that they found this wreckage today when they were in their supposed last hours of oxygen? Like the timing is just weird. You couldn't find it the last three days, but now that the time has run out anyway, now you all of a sudden come across it like right now. I don't know. It was right by the Titanic. When did this implosion happen? When did they discover the wreckage? I need answers. Was it immediate? Was the knocking something else? What is going on? Oh, I definitely have been down the rabbit hole. My TikTok feed is all about the sub, as I'm sure a lot of other people's feeds are as well. But, oh my God, I always get kind of morbidly obsessed with these extreme scenarios. Um, I'm just like mega interested in them. I also think the deep dark ocean is so interesting and scary. And you guys know I love my scary movies and stuff. So I can't wait till somebody makes a scary movie about this. You know, it was funny. My boyfriend was like, I feel so bad for them. I was like, would you get in it? Like it's a tin tube. Would you get in this and go to all the way down to the bottom of the ocean? And he was like, Megan, you would be the one being like, we have to, let's just fuck it, let's do it. And I was like, fuck, you're right. I so probably would do that. I mean, like not for $250,000, but like given the chance to sign my life away to go do something crazy. I don't know, definitely making me think a little harder about some of my choices. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's pull a tarot card. I'm in Florida right now, um, and it's raining, sadly, but I'm sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor. Let's pull a card, and then I'll tell you everything that I, everything else that I want to talk about this week. Okay. What do I need to know today? The Nine of Cups. That's a good card. That usually means like wish fulfillment, bliss, and harmony. At last, the card of wishes come true. When the Nine of Cups appears, worries and fears will be cast away. A new phase of peace and harmony awaits. The world seems to be granting her every wish. Good health, happiness, and even material gains are headed your way. Enjoy fulfillment, contentment, overflowing in all areas of life. You are creating beautiful experiences. Love, joy, and relationships are flourishing. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm in a much better mood today than I was in yesterday. I had a rough, I don't like, I didn't even have a really reason. I'm going to put my hair up because it's kind of greasy and it's just bugging me to look at. <sighs> okay. That's maybe a little better, a little worse. I don't even know. Um, yeah, I was kind of just having a down day yesterday. It's so crazy because I feel that I, and I've always been this way. I feel I'm really good at giving advice and am good at like guiding my friends through difficult situations. 
when I'm not very good at taking my own advice and guiding myself in through difficult situations when I'm having a tough time or a bad day. And I'm working on that. That's like the whole thing I'm talking about in this podcast. Well, one of the whole things I'm talking about in this podcast, but I'm having a hard time on my down days trying to remind myself of the bigger picture when I feel that self-doubt. And yesterday I was feeling down for whatever reason, feeling doubtful about the future again, feeling like I, feeling inadequate. And it's funny, I also, the book that I talked about last week, Worry-Free Money, I read a little bit more. Oh my God, it's amazing. I really think everybody should read it, especially if you're anything like me and you tend to overspend or you're not good at budgeting. She actually talks about how budgeting and a lot of budgeting systems set you up for failure and it's better to give yourself kind of a hard limit. I also think a lot of what she talks about doesn't just apply to money, but it applies to life. So great read. If you worry or struggle about money at all, I highly recommend it. It talks about social media and comparison with your inner circle and how that makes you feel inadequate. And then therefore you handle your money poorly. It's actually crazy how much of an influence your perceptions have on all the outcomes in your life. So that's something that I'm learning a lot about in a lot of areas right now. And she talks about how you have to be responsible with your social media and like know your triggers, what makes you feel inadequate and how can you kind of avoid that or learn to understand that part of yourself better so that it doesn't lead to destructive habits. Uh, one second. I got a call. Okay, we're taking this thing out of the damn stand because it's easier. So, as I was saying before, I was delightfully interrupted, honestly. This card is already coming to fruition. Already come to fruition. Good news. Good news. Exciting stuff. I will talk about it later, though, because I don't want to jinx it. Um, but, yeah, a lot of good, exciting things to come in the near times, in the next few months, I think. I hope. I manifest. Um, la, 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 la. What was I saying before? Okay, I remembered what I was trying to say. I was trying to say that yesterday when I was feeling down, I was traveling to Miami on the plane and was trying to just drown out my thoughts in any way possible. Music, audiobook, movie on the plane, music and movie at the same time since I didn't have the headphones that connect to the seat. I was like, okay, I guess I'll just read the subtitles and listen to music. And then I like I was like, fuck, I knew what I was doing. I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. I'm really overstimulating myself to avoid being alone with my thoughts right now because I know that they're going to be negative and I'm trying to avoid that because I'm feeling doubt and I'm feeling down on myself or whatever re triggered me, I was feeling down. So then I was like, Megan, if you're going to talk about this on the podcast tomorrow, you need to suck it up and be alone with your thoughts right now. So... I turned off the movie. I got like 15 minutes in and I turned the music off on my AirPods and I just stared out the window. And to be honest, this is actually the way that I have the best thoughts. Usually I have the best thoughts when I'm 
in a, a happy state, but I actually had still some some really powerful, helpful thoughts that I wrote down for this podcast today. Let me start by talking about what I mean when I say there's a difference between being alone, truly alone with your thoughts, and being by yourself. Being alone is always intentional. It's a choice. Being by yourself is not always intentional. It's oftentimes circumstantial. It can be a choice, but what makes it different is if the choice is like, oh, I can't wait to be alone, to go play video games, to go read, and if you're doing one of your numbing habits in excess to drown out those thoughts, then that is being by yourself. You're probably like, well, I like being by myself. I don't need to hear this. I like being by myself. I don't need to learn. I'm fine the way I am. That's probably not true. I honestly don't know that many people that don't need to learn this. Myself included, I need to learn this because I've always thought that I liked alone time, but I wasn't, I was, I liked being by myself so that I could do whatever I wanted to do undisturbed and be my authentic self. You know, like that's not good. That is actually a problem that you need to address. So now I'm being intentional with my alone time and it actually makes being by myself better because before when I was by myself and the category of being by yourself that I'm talking about here that isn't healthy, I would do whatever, like whatever I was, whatever my vice was in the moment, I would do it. I would play video games. I would watch movies. I would read obsessively sometimes that that's more rare even the, the habits can be healthy or seemingly healthy but if they're excess and they're meant to numb out your thoughts you won't feel super good afterwards you are going to feel good in the moment you're going to feel that release in the moment but then you're going to be like holy shit where did my time go and feel a little shame and guilt around it and that's not the way that is productive to be alone. So I'm not saying you can't do that too. You can do that too. And you actually should do that too, but you need to know how to be alone with your thoughts first and periodically check in with you with your thoughts alone before you do those by yourself tasks. And another secret that you can unlock by being alone is you'll actually enjoy spending time with people more and you'll enjoy and appreciate your friendships and relationships more after you appreciate yourself and your thoughts. What do I mean by being truly alone? I mean no distractions and I don't necessarily just mean meditation. I think that's a great goal and you might find yourself wanting to meditate more. And if you can, go straight to meditation. That's a great way to do this. But if you can't fully get behind meditating just yet or you're a little scared about that, just go somewhere that you can unplug, disconnect from the distractions, a park, maybe stuck on a plane, a train, a bus. That's my favorite place to actually do this. And if you like, you can be minorly stimulated. You know what I mean? Like not like scrolling on TikTok or like watching something, but like you are focused on the inside for the most part. And being able to spend that time truly alone, truly with your thoughts, A, you'll be able to learn so much about yourself. B, you'll be able to 
learn what you like, what you don't like, what you really want in life, what you really don't want in life. And it'll help you find the answers to so many questions that you may have that you don't know that you have the answers to that really you do. Or you're confused why other people know like, oh, this person is the one. How did you know they're the one? I always would wonder like, how the fuck does someone just know? It's because they know themselves really well and they're able to trust their decision making because they know what they want. They know what they're okay suffering for. They know what they're not okay suffering for and what to look for. And they also know what they offer, what they bring to the table. They're confident. They know their triggers and they know how to make decisions because they know themselves. And they also know that they aren't their thoughts. Because when we identify with our thoughts, that creates a whole other world of problems. And we all do that. So it's actually something really, really beneficial for us to do to kind of spend that time alone and get to know ourselves, get to know our thoughts and why we have the thoughts that we have, and just sit. Sit in the discomfort for a little while. Because you know how I talk about yoga, like how doing an uncomfortable pose strengthens you and helps stretch you to get to the end goal same with being alone it will strengthen you and stretch you to get to all your goals it's a huge gateway for tons of goals all these things that you may not like about yourself or may not understand about yourself you're gonna start to you know ask yourself questions and and be like why am i thinking that like just question the thoughts be alone with them let them come freely without judgment, but question them. You know, like, why am I thinking this way? Where is this coming from? Start to peel back those layers. It's a skill, okay? You don't have to be a natural at it, and, and don't get frustrated the first few times if you're like, nothing is coming out of this. Keep trying. I promise you, I promise you, you will get some good out of it. You'll get comfortable with your own thoughts and then you won't have to avoid them. And then you won't have to go into these numbing habits that aren't serving you at the end of the day. Even the healthy ones that you think, oh, I'm, I'm doing a great job exercising. I'm exercising all the time. Is it healthy exercising or is it an addiction because you don't like the way that you look or you're insecure and you're drowning out your thoughts and your insecurities by exercising or by reading too much because you're addicted to certain types of books. I don't know, okay? <laughs> know who you are. It will be rejuvenating. You'll gain focus. You'll be able to be more productive. You'll gain appreciation for yourself and your relationships. You can start by making a plan for yourself whether you want to say, okay, I'm going to go right now, or I'm going to try and meditate right now, or I'm going to make a plan to do it in the future, next week, whatever it may be, make a, a light plan and see how it goes. I was at the park the other day. I was, it was a sunny, beautiful day. I was sitting in the park around so many other people and it was fucking amazing. I felt great. I was watching other people be happy and in love and walk and, and live their lives. And I was just sitting with my thoughts and, and enjoying the day. They were good thoughts, so it wasn't as hard, even though yesterday I had some not so good thoughts, but I questioned them and that made me feel better about the thoughts 
at all because I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm trying to give myself some compassion. I know why I might be thinking that. So what was my trigger? What set me off? And how can I better handle that next time so that I don't feel down the whole day? So that now I have tools to avoid it next time. But I wouldn't know that if I didn't know how to be alone. What I think a lot of people don't realize is boredom is a gift. And people hate to be bored these days. They can't stand it. Can't hate, can't, can't stand being bored. But you, next time you're bored, instead of finding something to stimulate yourself, sit in that discomfort, sit in that boredom. What will you discover about yourself? That is the, the key to being creative. That is the key to discovering your true purpose and passions. Don't try and fill the void with music, social media, TV, drugs, or any other numbing habits. Just sit with whatever comes to mind and see what those thoughts are. And that's just how you start. You will make up your own process as you go, but just try and come up with some sort of routine to be alone. And you need to keep checking in on yourself. You need to keep these routine checkups to check in with yourself. So going back to the difference again, being by yourself versus being alone, right? So being by yourself, the kind that isn't good, (laughs) Um, that kind of being by yourself is not about self-love. It's actually kind of about self-hate because you're doing something to avoid yourself. You're doing anything to distract yourself from the reality that you're living in. That is not self-love whereas being alone is all about self-love and then you can be by yourself and love yourself and be doing all the things that you did by yourself when you were in self-hating mode but now you're in self-loving mode so you know where to put your boundaries up to stop excessively doing certain numbing habits to drown out the void Now you're comfortable in the void and are deliberate and intentional with your time by yourself. I'm not telling you to go from zero to 100 by any means, but if you're interested and if it's something that sounds like could help you and you want to change and start owning your life, then just get started and just keep doing those interests and hobbies that you do normally. And instead of using them to escape just because you're by yourself by circumstance, you're going to start doing them with intention. You're going to start doing them because you want to, and you're going to better be able to manage how you spend that time alone and enjoy it more and feel really great about it afterwards. So by all means, keep doing it. You don't have to change anything if you don't want to. But maybe if you do want to, just start small. Start with 10 minutes, whatever you want. It's a win-win-win, okay? I know it may be uncomfortable at first. And if you have any questions, let me know. But trust me, you got to start somewhere. If you never start, you'll never know. And that is not the answer, okay? I love you guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad that this day turned around. Like I was kind of putting this off today. I was like, I I don't know. I don't want to do it. Like I feel like I'm going to be pulling teeth, trying to get my sentences out, which I sometimes it feels like that. And I feel like I have so many good thoughts that just don't come out right. But 
I feel good. I feel so much better about life and the direction that it's going in. Um, and I am excited to practice being alone more and getting through those initial moments of discomfort and saying no to myself so that I can say yes to myself long term. You know what I mean? Now it's your turn. Okay. Let me know how it goes. Love you guys. See you next week. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.